Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Comdex, Twitter Spaces number two with Axelar. Let's take a listen. Good morning, good evening to everyone present over here in the Twitter Spaces. Uh, today we have Abhishek, co founder and CEO of Comdex, and we have Jake from Axelar team. Glad to have you, Jake and Abhishek. Thanks for, for having us. Really excited about uh, the partnership and, and what comes next. So excited to talk about it. Definitely. So I guess uh, we can start these spaces with uh, some of the latest update uh, from the Comdex ecosystem. So Abhishek would appreciate if you could just uh, uh, tell our community about the recent development update that we have for the Comdex ecosystem. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, Thanks, Jake, for hopping on as well. Uh, uh, so to begin with, uh, you know, some of the updates uh, as we are nearing the launch, uh, kind of finalizing, uh, you know, all the integrations with, uh, you know, Axelar uh, uh, to get uh, some assets in which can be used as collateral for minting the stablecoin. And uh, one of the primary being the, you know, the the Axelar USDC, which will be, uh, the primary uh, asset used uh, in the peg stability module. So the aim would be to create, uh, like I mentioned in the previous spaces, to create CMSD as a basket of stables first, and then uh, you know start taking Atom as collateral um, as liquidity in the ecosystem increases. So uh, to give you more updates, uh, you know audits of contracts. Uh, are done as well. We're making the last uh, set of changes and should be publishing this, uh, you know, uh, over the weekend. Uh, orders for all the Go modules, uh, which I believe there are 14 modules that will be coming in, uh, have also been done. Uh, we'll be publishing all the audit modules. Uh, audit reports will be out uh, on uh, on the weekend or you know sometime uh, you know early next week. Uh, the bug bounty program that we uh, were speaking about uh, uh, in, in our last spaces will start uh, as soon as the you know audit uh, reports are out, so that uh, you know there is no conflict when you know uh, people from the community report the same errors as the ones mentioned by the auditor. So as soon as we publish the audit report out. Uh, you know, the, the community bug bounty program will begin as well, details of which we will publish uh, uh, early next week as well. Uh, so no, no, no other, you know, big, big updates, uh, uh, you know, apart from the last ones which we had, but uh, we finished our integration with Axelar, uh, which is, uh, you know, the, uh, the main, main uh, update we've done this, this week. And, uh, you know, would be happy, uh, you know, to Jake, if you want to take over and speak about, you know, how, uh, how this integration will uh, go forward 
uh, what we've done on our end is we've connected it both on the testnet and on the mainnet. And uh, right from day one of the product launch, the you know you, you users would be able to bring in uh, assets from Ethereum uh, over to the company. Uh, so would you want to pick up something? Yeah, so um, we're we're really excited about this partnership, and I guess just I'll give a quick high level of of what Axlar is doing. I know that um, probably a lot of the folks on this call are also in the the Cosmos community and and the Interchain community. So. Um, they might already know, but essentially Axelar is the only blockchain that's really connecting blockchains right now uh, in an incredibly securely way, which is really what we're focused on is, is just building out secure interoperability infrastructure. So um, Axelar is actually um, secured by a, a fully permissionless decentralized set of validators. Um, on top of that, it's essentially a, a translation layer that's encoding and decoding messages and then a routing layer that's able to, to route those messages around. Um, so I think a lot of the, the Cosmos community as a whole is already familiar um, with IBC and, and ICA and, and the interchain um, communications is a big reason why uh, so many projects and applications are, are coming to Cosmos. Um, but essentially, right now, what we're able to do is um, take a bunch of, of EVM-based stablecoins and deliver them into the Cosmos ecosystem and provide liquidity. Uh, and then within um, the next couple of months, uh, similar to what we're able to do between Cosmos chains with, with message passing, um, we're able to really kind of bust the doors down and, and be able to do that now from uh, within the Cosmos ecosystem to all of the other ecosystems that we're connected to outside of Cosmos. Um, so really excited to kind of start to see this globalization happen, uh, both within the applications and, and blockchains in the Cosmos ecosystem, but now... Um, you know, being able to have seamless communication between Cosmos and uh, and the rest of the blockchains out there. So I think there's there's a ton of different use cases, right? And I know that you guys have a lot going on. So excited to kind of talk through some of the things that, that we'd be able to do. Um, but also just from like a blocking and tackling perspective, you know, just getting getting some more liquidity from from assets outside of, of the Cosmos ecosystem is is going to be really impactful for you guys. So excited to uh, excited to see and and partner further and and start to uh, you know dig into some use cases that that we're going to get with some of these applications. Absolutely, Jake. Uh, you know, uh, as more use cases get built, uh, you know, uh, in the whole of interchain, uh, especially because you know the current liquidity. Uh, primarily resides on the Ethereum chain, and this will become increasingly, uh, you know, important. Uh, of course, we did hear Sunny speak about uh, getting USDC uh, uh, natively uh, onto Cosmos, which is great. But until uh, you know that point, it becomes very important for uh, bridging this liquidity. Uh, also, to you know, just to recap, we will also be launching uh, Komodo, which is the lending borrowing platform for the interchain and uh, you know where atom can be used as collateral to borrow our stablecoin uh, or other uh, so jake had uh, you know one uh, question for you uh, and uh, like currently the way uh, uh, you know when we were speaking about getting other stablecoins apart from usdc as well 
you know, could you please, uh, you know, explain what uh, general message passing is and how it will, you know, change the way Axelar is currently working and how it will become easier to bring in any asset uh, in the future with you guys? Yeah, sure. So essentially, general message passing enables you to um, send or receive any arbitrary contract call to or from or any arbitrary contract call or payload to or from any chain within our network. Um, and that's the next thing the team is, is working on right now. We have the functionality available between from EVM chain to EVM chain. Um, and the team is, is working on implementing this from EVM chains to Cosmos-based chains right now, which is, is really exciting. So uh, obviously, there's a lot of innovation happening in the space. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, this enables this whole concept of we have something called the token linker and general message passing is essentially going to allow us to take any asset from any evm based chain right now and then you know the the suis and the missions of the world and um really all of the chains that that we're connecting to and, and plan on connecting to will be able to access any asset from those ecosystems and bring them into the cosmos ecosystem um so from a liquidity perspective, I, I think that this is, is going to be huge. Um, another interesting use case, speaking of Komodo, where general message passing could, could come into play is this concept of, of actually moving the compute to the resources rather than the resources to the compute. So say, say you want to get liquidity from Avalanche, right? And you have ABEX on Avalanche. In a typical... Um, in the typical paradigm, really, you would bridge the avalanche over to to your chain on, on Comdex, and then you'd be able to take a loan out against that asset on, on your chain. Um, but now with Axlar and, and when we have general message passing enabled, we're actually going to be able to send a message to the, the wallet on avalanche. We're going to be able to lock that AVAX on avalanche, and you're going to be able to take a loan out against that asset. Um, without actually having to, to move the asset onto your chain. So um, it's a little bit of a, a paradigm shift in, in the way that we think about building, but I think it's, I mean, it's certainly more efficient and I think it's, it's gonna be very impactful and um, just significantly increase the, uh, the liquidity even, even further. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. That's great to hear, Jake. Uh... I guess Abhishek uh, is reconnecting again and again. Uh, not sure. Not sure. I guess there are there are some issues that he is facing. Oh, he's back. Great. Yeah. Uh, although I missed part of the uh, you know uh, the explanation, but uh, I've been reading about it uh, myself. And uh, so one part that I missed, uh, you know, I I did hear that you don't need to bring the assets over. You can directly interact it through the other chain. But would you be able to interact with any contract and not just about bringing assets, but bringing functionalities over from other ecosystem directly uh, using general message passing? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's really interoperability at, at its truest sense. Um, so, you know, you can do read, write, uh, queries, you know, wh whatever you want, really. So, um, I yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much everything. <laughs> Awesome, because uh, then uh, you know it's you know uh, the way interchain queries will allow uh, all of uh, you know uh, the contracts. Let's say if we have uh, you know contracts on Juno that we want to execute directly, 
uh, from Comdex. Uh, I think Axelor will allow it to, us to do it with, uh, you know, different different ecosystems altogether, which, uh, you know, I feel is very interesting uh, because so much of the functionality, uh, you know, when we move across ecosystems has to be rebuilt uh, whenever, uh, you know, a new ecosystem is born, which, you know, through this, we, people would be able to abo- avoid and leverage it to, you know, create better products on top. Yeah, um, big, exactly. I think that there's this, you know, at least from an application perspective, there's this whole different model um, where previously people would go and deploy their application on, you know, multiple different chains. Um, but now the applications that are living on Comdex are going to be able to keep, you know, all of their core application logic on, on Comdex, um, plug into the Axelar network, uh, similar to how you guys have, and and be able to access those uh, those other networks um, while just using Axelar as that like kind of critical infrastructure layer, uh, rather than having to like redeploy to get to get access to those ecosystems. So, um, I I think it's going to be going to be really impactful for for the builders. And um, I mean, speaking of that, just a little bit curious, are are you guys? Um, currently working on building out most of these applications in-house, or are you starting to um, have other teams coming in and deploying applications on, on top of the Comdex ecosystem? I guess uh, Abhishek uh, is again requesting to speak. Here you go. Yep, I guess he's in now. So the, the aim with, with Comdex is that, uh, you know, the, the core modules that, you, that we've created are like the, you know, Legos used for creating any DeFi application. And uh, uh, if you look at our token economics, we had allocated 12.5% of the you know total supply to give out to developers to build on top of our chain. So now that, uh, you know, the core structure is ready, we would be, you know, giving out grants to uh, other developer teams to, you know, build uh applications on top it can be you know yield aggregators for the stable coin or it can be you know any uh, kind of tooling uh, uh around around the chain itself it can also be around uh analytics for you know the stable token which can be used to uh you know create better token incentives for the liquidity providers uh we, we're also speaking to a couple of uh you know fiat on and off ramp for the stable coin uh, uh, as well so uh, you know, inherently we will, uh, you know, s- start you know, looking for other people to develop, which they can just use all the DeFi primitives uh, that have already been built on our chain. That's amazing. And just curious, I mean, why did you guys end up choosing Cosmos in the first place as a as a pay- place to kind of set up home? Did you catch that, Abhishek? I don't think I can. Can, can you guys hear me? Yes. I was just asking why why Cosmos for you guys. Oh, got it. Uh so you know when when we started our development for the you know the uh, enterprise trading app that we were building, uh we we decided to you know uh, represent uh, real world assets with NFTs and back then it was like very cost and there weren't a lot of uh, other chains around in in 2018 where you could like, you know create uh, uh, cost-efficient NFTs, which represent a lot of uh, 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 real-world assets. So, so to represent real-world assets, you need a lot of data to point out to a specific asset, right? So, doing that on any other chain, uh, you know, especially Ethereum, was super costly. Although, you know, it's great. Ethereum merges happen now. Uh, hopefully, 
but uh, you know Vitalik has confirmed it's not going to lower any gas prices or any minting costs. So that problem still resides in that network, and we wanted that to be very efficient because for for true adoption of such things, if uh, you know, uh, uh, if if such costs are very high, it will never be adopted by the general public. And the second uh, uh, you know intention was that uh, you know I was a Ethereum miner when uh, in 2017, and uh, you know. It's, it, it was always the case that Ethereum had to go to POS. And you know, when I digged into Cosmos, it was the best uh, uh, you know, proof of stake uh, mechanism around. So just try, tried it out and then you know, never went back. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm continuously blown away at, at all of the, the new applications. It's hard. It's hard to keep up with everything that's going on in the Cosmos ecosystem right now. It's it's really exciting, but I'd say it's the word is out. It seems to be blown up. Oh, uh, absolutely. And I think uh, you know, even in the last uh, you know whole hype cycle, we didn't really see Cosmos itself uh, you know booming up with a lot of things happening. But now, with the you know ecosystem developing, so many applications, uh, probably uh, you know this whole. Uh, uh, you know, the bear cycle will see a lot more development and a lot more uh, ecosystem developing around Cosmos as well. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, I mean, I got to imagine there's going to be, you know, hundreds of chains on, on map of zones in, in the next six months to a year. Pretty crazy. Nah, absolutely. I see, uh, Sid, you've come. Thank you so much. Uh, we were just discussing about, uh, you know, how we've integrated with Axelar. Uh, but this one thing that, uh, you know, wanted to discuss with the whole community that what, what we are seeing now is, uh, you know, a lot of liquid staking assets being built around so that, you know, the, mm -hmm. let's say SDK atom or ST atom can be used into DeFi. But this presents itself with a problem that, uh, how do you price something which is not having a lot of liquidity? Uh, Let's just take, for example, although ST Adam from Stride did very well, uh, you know, it's uh, having, I, I believe. Oh, I. Rhythm, can yeah, you confirm if you could hear me? I can hear you now. Oh, we lost your Bishik. I guess you're able to hear me, although you are displayed on unmute, but not sure why. Hey, everyone. Uh, good evening. I think, yeah, Tila Bishik tunes back in. Apologies for being late today. Uh, we're very busy. Travel schedule starting today. Hey, Jake, hope you're doing well. Hi, good to hear from you. Thanks for joining. Yeah, so I think Abhishek started off with a very interesting point. And um, the point being, uh, you know, with all these liquid staking protocols now building around Cosmos, there's definitely a lot of excitement uh, to the stake derivative assets that they bring to the ecosystem. But the obvious challenge, um, I think, as Abhishek pointed out, becomes pricing these assets, uh, especially in, in, in a scenario of, you know, low liquidity. Uh, just kind of looking at the way AMMs function when, when you have pools of staked assets against their underlying assets um, without sufficient liquidity in such pools, you know, it's going to be a, a bit of a challenge to uh, price such assets. And, and, and it, it kind of also, I would say at a very, I mean, since, you know, staked assets are derivatives of the underlying asset, I think it kind of, this challenge kind of applies to um, any derivative asset, and I would I would go as far as to say it even applies to you know all the stable coins out there. Um, in the absence of sufficient liquidity, there I think that would be a challenge. So that's that's kind of something that you know we as a team have been discussing a lot internally. Uh, not sure what Abhishek was trying to say next, but I think 
this is something I, I think I picked up from what he was trying to say. Abhishek, if you're back, you can continue. But Jake, in the meantime, I think if you have uh, if you have something to say about this, you just try and figure out what's going on with Abhishek's audio. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, I agree. I agree with you. Um, pricing illiquid assets is not something I have to spend a whole lot of time thinking about. Thank God. Uh, I'll, I'll let the smarter people on, on the team handle that one, but it's a, it's certainly a, a different, interesting point. Um, and I think there's there's a lot of different liquid staking protocols that are are we're working within the Cosmos ecosystem right now. So at least we have a bunch of um, a bunch of people thinking about problems like that. So I'm sure we'll be able to figure out something. Yep. So thank thank you, Sid, for for summarizing. Looks like we lost. Uh... We lost Abhishek again. No, I, I'm here. Can you can you hear me correctly? Oh, now I can, but uh, I'll, I'll just we, we lost you know, message me uh, on Telegram if if yeah. again. But what I was covering is uh, you know pricing uh, these assets becomes so critical for us because uh, you know liquidations on both uh, lending protocol or you know a stablecoin platform becomes. Uh, very easy for you know someone to just manipulate the price of you know let's say st atom by uh, you know increasing the price or you know, decreasing the price and so that liquidations can trigger uh, you know on lending protocols or on stablecoin protocols so you know what what we've been thinking of is trying to have a different mechanism instead of using uh, you know liquidity pools as price oracles for the staked assets should we you know experiment around having uh, a different mechanism for you know pricing these assets so let's let's say for example each sc atom we price it at the price of an atom you know this this would work as if we are able to query the stride chain and can ensure that you know at any point in time an sc atom can be you know redeemed for an atom so as long as this query returns true, you, you can price the ST atom, you know, at a price of an atom itself. So unless we are able mm -hmm. to do something like this, uh, I feel, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's very difficult to start using, uh, you know, staked assets inside of uh, DeFi. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to speak more about this mechanism, let's just say, uh, you know, each ST atom is backed by one atom. So you query, Strike chain or you know quicksilver wherever and you still see that you know the the liquid staking protocol is working fine and as long as that's working fine you return the price of adam uh if it's not you stop the price oracle for uh uh, uh for for the timing and then start reflecting it uh at a later point uh through the price oracles itself let's just say there's a hack or you know any other problems with the protocol but un unless and until that does not happen uh it, it, i think it would be uh better to use uh uh you know the price of atom itself what this will bring in is uh you know let's say even if you get to 20 million 30 million or you know let's say 50 million uh liquidity of the staked assets uh even then, if you know if someone wants to just move the price instantly and uh, move it to away, let's say they uh, you know deploy twenty five million into the pool and you know the price goes to X, uh, it will cause unnecessary liquidations. Which and this is something which uh, so so the only other way would be to lock up all of these you know ST atoms into 
uh, into an AMM uh, and prove that there is enough liquidity or you know deploy people who are continuously trying to arbitrage it out uh, or you know implement range pools like we have on Crescent. So this is like one of the things that we've been trying to you know think around uh, at Comdex or because we uh, really see a lot of adoption of staked assets being coming up in the future and how uh, you know we can get that uh, you know liquidity from those assets to to be used into you know borrowing lending or just minting CMST itself. Uh, we'll be publishing like few few things around it, and we've implemented uh, a couple of ways. But uh, before that, would you know would be giving out a detailed written uh, uh, write up of what we will be implementing at uh, Comdex before we you know start taking in uh, you know staked assets. Uh, as collateral uh, uh, as well, I uh, would love to hear out uh, you know thoughts from the community members and uh, about what they think about it as well. But Siddharth, if you have anything else to cover, you know, uh, feel free to do so, and then we can hop back on this uh, uh, point. Uh, not much to add to that at the moment. Um, I think once we publish you know something around this and and can ha have a chance to hear from the community what they think about it, I think there should be more discussion on this. Uh, but yeah, at, at this stage, you know, we're also also kind of in the ideation phase where we're trying to figure out how to make the kind of figuring out an alternative solution to this and how it can actually help. Uh, because, uh, you know, just to kind of touch upon why I think staking derivatives are important for um, DeFi in general, especially in, in stake ecosystems, um, for anyone to kind of, you know, look at DeFi yield. Uh, the opportunity cost for deploying your assets in any DeFi protocol is always the staking yield. Where, uh, you, you know, with like holding Atom and, and lending it out on a lending protocol, my opportunity cost for the lending yield is the staking yield that I can have on Atom or CMDX or Osmo or any such asset. So, for um, you know, DeFi yields to compete with staking yields might might actually become difficult. But the moment we start identifying staked assets or uh, you know, derivatives of staked assets as yield-bearing assets, then we open up the possibility to kind of um, start using these yield-bearing assets as collateral within DeFi, whether it's to, you know, mint stablecoin, mint synthetics, or uh, create lending or borrowing positions on, on lending borrowing protocols. So that, that's why I think it's going to be important, not just for Comdex, but for the broader ecosystem to to get on top of this so that we can truly unlock, uh, you know, liquidity on yield-bearing um, staking derivative assets. But yeah, I think we can we can continue. Uh, not much to add from my end at this point. Apologies for the noise in the background as well. I'm uh, just at the airport. Rhythm, maybe we can... Um, uh, I'm not sure if in the early parts of this uh, Twitter space we had a chance to you know speak to Jake a bit about Axelar and, and what they're doing. If, if we have already, then maybe we can proceed to taking a few questions from the community. Uh, if you if you already have a list, let's let's start off. Um, if not, you know we can also try and um, have people who are currently in the space come up and and speak. If you have questions, you can also tweet them out to us, and we'll we'll read them out. Definitely, if anyone wants to join in and uh, speak in the Twitter spaces, please just uh, request it, and I'll uh, drag you in. In the meantime, uh, I have a few questions that our community have uh, regarding XLR and the updates with it. So Jake would appreciate if you could answer those. I'll just go go through it one by one. So uh, the first question that was asked is, when you guys are planning to launch the AXL token? 
Yeah, so the the AXL token is set to launch on the 27th of of this month right now. Oh, wow, that's uh, pretty close. Great, that's great. Yeah. Amazing. So uh, leading to it, you know, uh, the second question that was asked is what, what will be the token utility of the AXL token and uh, how it will accrue its value? So essentially, um, the Axlar token, so Axlar is a layer one, right? You you don't build on top of Axlar. You actually plug into the network via gateway contracts and, and API calls. Um, however, we operate the the token utility is is the exact same as as any other layer one right so um it pays for for gas on on the network layer uh the interesting thing about that is that we have all of these services built on top of the network that actually make it easier for application developers to to use the network so we actually have a gas service where the the gas actually gets baked into um the source chain, right? So you don't actually need the AXL token to start moving assets or messages around our network. Um, it just gets, we have a gas receiver contract that gets baked in. So the other thing is, is governance. Um, and we are going to use that for, you know, classic um, votes that go on that are going to, you know, further decentralize and, and secure the network. Um, so essentially, the more people are um, are using the Axelar network, um, the more hypothetically the token should should accrue in value. Great, understood. Uh, amazing. Really looking forward to see AXL token uh, live, and definitely, you know, uh, interested about learning more about the token utility. If if you could uh, just point us and the whole community towards the token economics or any docs that we could refer would appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So um, you can go on to axlar.network is our website. We have a great blog um, that will go through all of the token economics. Um, so I'd, I'd recommend that. And then if you want to see what's actually happening across the network, um, we have axlarscan.io, which is our block explorer. You can see all of the chains that we're connected to. Um, we just added a, a big batch that included you guys. So I think we're up to 27 at this point. Um, but because of, of Axlar's infrastructure, um, you're able to see the state of each transaction happening across the network in, in real time, um, which I think is really interesting. So if you guys haven't checked out axlarscam.io, I would definitely recommend doing that. It's, it's a very cool block explorer. There's a lot going on in there. Great, that's amazing. Uh, we'll surely personally check it out and uh, we'll let you know if, if I come across any doubt or questions further about it. So uh, it is it is not, the next one is not the question which anyone in the community have asked, although I, I'm sure many will have the same question, but are you guys planning to have any airdrop for the token? Um, I can't speak to that right now. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I think some of those things are, are getting ironed out in, in the final weeks here. I, I deal more with our um, our Cosmos projects, our Polkadot projects, and then I, I run our internal accelerators. So that's not uh, that's not something I'm I'm working on. Um, but I, I would imagine there will be some more news coming out on that in in the coming weeks if if that is the plan. 
Ah, uh, got it, got it. Cool. Now, talking about uh, airdrops, definitely, you know, uh, many people in the Comdex ecosystem are definitely interested in knowing more about, uh, you know, our upcoming Harbor airdrop. In our last Twitter spaces, we announced the Harbor airdrop to Atom, CMDX, and Osmo stakers. And uh, in this Twitter space as well, we are planning to, you know, uh, announce the next three communities. So, I'm not sure, okay, Abhishek is not here. Maybe Siddharth could speak up a bit on it. What are those next three communities that we are planning to airdrop to? Sorry, I lost audio for a second, but uh, we can confirm that there will be an airdrop to liquidity providers in the pool 600 and 601 on Osmosis for CMDX. Uh, with regards to the next communities, uh, you know, we're shortly going to speak on, on Chango's channel, uh, Interchain FM. So I, I, I encourage everyone to tune in there because I'll be dropping some alpha about the next um, set of communities who we'll be airdropping to on that channel. Amazing. So, yeah, uh, once again, I would like to repeat the same. Uh, so after Atom, Osmo and CMDX, the next thing that we are including in our airdrop is our pools number 600 and 601 and uh, some of the more communities will be announced over chango's upcoming podcast so stay tuned tuned for it and uh, let's move forward uh, i believe we have moreover covered some of the question and if any one of you have wanted to ask anything please request uh, to come as the speaker and I'll just drop, drop, drag you in. I see one more question floating around in the community. Uh, it is for you, Jake. Although we have already discussed about it, but I'll just uh, summarize it again. So what are the potential points of collaboration between Comdex and XLR? What are you most excited about? Now, <laughs> this is the exact question that someone asked. Um, yeah, so ha happy to go there. So what I'm what I'm most excited about is enabling uh, the general message passing functionality from all of Cosmos and the Cosmos interchains to to be connected to all of the other chains that that we connect to within our network. Um, because I think like our our whole goal here of, of the Axlar network is essentially to eventually get to a state where you can permissionlessly add chains to the network. Um, and then we can horizontally scale so that there are multiple Axlar networks that are connected to each other via IBC. So kind of similar to um, how HTTP is an underlying protocol on the internet that provides security. Um, one day we're hoping that you know that's the state that axlar is going to be in where you're going to have seamless composability between blockchains right and i think we can all acknowledge and agree on the fact that the user experiences in um in DeFi, right and and really any blockchain applications isn't that great and with this general message passing functionality we're able to provide these one-click user experiences that make the applications a whole lot easier to use. Um, so, you know, I think that for the most part, like when you go into an application, you don't necessarily care what blockchain it's on or a lot of users don't. Um, so we're really going to start being able to provide these, these delightful user experiences, um, including like, I, I know I just introduced you guys to the Squid team, right? So you can get 
uh, in one click, you can turn any asset into any asset. There's multiple things that are happening behind the scenes that enable that, multiple swaps is on, on DEXs. Um, we're routing AXL USDC into curve pools, but we're just going to make all of the applications that are built on Comdex much easier to um, to connect to. Same thing with the, the Kado and the Noba team who are building that same functionality in with um, fiat to crypto on ramps, right? So whatever the most liquid asset is that you need to use that DeFi protocol, um, you're able to like, you know, not actually swipe your credit card. I guess we don't even really swipe credit cards anymore. We we tap them, but um, you're going to be able to just go get into the application and in one click um, via different applications that are building on XLR like that, which I think is, is really impactful. So, um, you know, simple kind of blocking and tackling use cases like that, I, I think are really interesting that are going to go a long way in, in helping usability. Um, and then just the the various other use cases that we're going to be able to get into, you know, getting liquidity from other networks and bringing more users into the Cosmos ecosystem, um, I think is is also pretty amazing. And I'm excited to see, you know, some applications start to really push push the boundaries on on what we're able to do via this new technology. Definitely excited for all the things and collaboration coming forward from Comdex and Acceler. And uh, we'll make sure, you know, with, with whatever, uh, you know, development we do with whatever, you know, progress we make, uh, we'll keep the community aware about it through our uh, Twitter and the rest of the social media. So I see V coming up as the speaker. Hi V, I hope I'm audible to you. Yes, you are. Hi. Um, so uh, basically, uh, hi everyone. My name is V. I'm on Comdex Telegram chat. And uh, these are the few questions which uh, other community members have asked. So I thought this is a good uh, opportunity for me to confirm that with the team. Now, uh, the first was that uh, Will the Cosmos's pools be uh, given any complex rewards any further? Will there be any more uh, complex rewards for uh, Osmosis pools, 600 and 601? Yes, we as we confirmed last time, uh, we would be replenishing the, the rewards. Uh, I know there's been some kind of delay to get it out and moving, but uh, because of our focus is, uh, you know, uh, elsewhere, but we we will be uh, you know uh, adding uh, external incentives to uh, uh, to both goals. Yeah. All right. And uh, um, is there any uh, uh, date decided? Uh, uh, testnet will be for how many more weeks as such? Uh, are there any dates for that, or uh, should we just continue until we have more announcement about uh, bug bounty and mainnet? So uh, you know, uh, like I said earlier, we want to run a public uh, uh, bug bounty for uh, you know primarily finding any security flaws into the uh, uh, you know all the products that we've made. So if, if there are no you know reports or any major issues found uh, you know uh, in the next two weeks after we announce the 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 bug bounty program, we should be uh, good to launch uh, uh, our mainnet. Because from right. our end, we've kind of completed all the work that we had to do and uh, uh, would be publishing the audit report, like I said, over the weekend. Uh, yeah. 
so it will be up to you know other uh, you know great developers of the community to come and see uh, uh, and verify it for themselves and if if no issues is being reported then we would be uh, uh, doing doing uh, the mainnet uh, thank you that's that's all the questions i had from the community so before i give the stage back uh, uh, everyone who is here in case if you have any questions even after the space uh, feel free to uh, come on our telegram chats and uh, discord chats and let us know also uh, in probably less than hour 45 minutes uh, there will be an interview for, uh, and do make sure that you do visit and uh, watch the interview on youtube thank you thanks a lot for joining in and asking all the questions i hope uh, the community questions are now clear so moving forward i guess we are uh, almost done for, uh, with the twitter twitter ama so any, any last word jake that you would like to add over here before we wind up um yeah i mean i'm, I'm i think that you guys have a, a really solid team um and it looks like you got you got a lot going on and you guys keep out shipping some some really interesting applications so i'm just excited to you know stay close and, and keep this partnership going and um you know, work with you guys to continue helping all all along the way. So it's been great working with you all so far, and and excited to see what's to come. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, on that note, I guess we are uh, done with today today's uh, Twitter Spaces with XLR team, and uh, do follow XLR on Telegram, Twitter, and same goes for Comdex. You know, we we are actually moving forward with our bug bounty program and later on to mainnet so a lot of announcements will be there and with regards to the collaboration between xlr and comdex again we'll be pushing out all the announcements through our twitter we'll be uploading some of the blogs as well to make sure you know uh, we are informing all the community member in a right way so that they can use our platforms efficiently uh, talking about the platforms our testnet of komodo that is our lending borrowing platform. That uh, next one, our CSwap, which is order book style hybrid AMM. Uh, and the third one, Harbor Protocol and the composite money that is uh, over collateralized stablecoin uh, live on testnet. Please do check them out and uh, test them thoroughly and let us know if you have any uh, questions. If you find any bug in it, we would be more than happy to resolve and answer your queries. On that note, I guess uh, we have come to an end of Twitter Spaces. Thanks a lot, Jake, for joining in. Uh, thanks a lot, Abhishek and Siddharth, for joining in into today's Twitter Spaces. We'll meet you soon next time with the next Twitter Space on Thursday. Have a nice day, guys. Bye-bye. See everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Comdex Weekly Spaces Episode 2 with Axelar, recorded on Thursday, September 15th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to 
eyes with a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing. <laughs> and you guys are gonna make an awe sound. It's true, it really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's fine if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I Inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces.